0: Beloved, in our last podcast, we started to look at pathway number two, the second question in Romans eleven, those that availed Romans eleven seven through ten, and I just want to divert here for a moment um, because you know we've already talked about the judgment and the dispersion and the blindness and the separation. Um, And also a little bit about the restoration, which is coming in the third question and the third pathway. But have we really understood what Israel had to face? Not just for themselves, but actually, I believe God chose them to face the law, not just for themselves. But ultimately for the whole world, because the law had to be given first before Yeshua could come to the law exposed sin. Yeshua came to redeem us from it. So someone had to be chosen. Um, And actually, my friend Arnie in Israel, Arnie Klein, puts this really well, that God chose the smallest amount of people um, to face the law to ultimately lay the pathway for salvation for the rest of us. So what Israel faced wasn't just for themselves, even though that was their experience, but from God's perspective, it was for all humanity. What is it ultimately that will bring sin into account if the law had not been given? Doesn't it say in Matthew 5 that not one dot or tittle will be removed? We know that the law the, the law was fulfilled in Yeshua because we, when we believe in him, the new covenant is made. But what is it that brings sins into account? That's why the, the law is still in activation and won't be removed until the, I think the Lord said, until uh, the new heaven and the new earth. You could take a look at that in Matthew 5. And we know that the people of Israel paid a great price for their disobedience. But to whom much is given, much is expected. And Israel was now scattered into a final dispersion where the people's suffering would be apparent for the ages to come. My word, I don't think anyone has suffered more, more than the Jewish people. I know there have been times um, where they have um, being able to rise up, and and we're kind of in one of those times now. Even before the Holocaust, the the uh, the German Jews were extremely prosperous. And look in the world now, and and um, you know, uh, there's the uh, God has given a gifts gifts to the Jewish people. They're irrevocable. They're great with communication. They're uh, great with leadership. Uh, um, and um, look what how they've also been used to give so many incredible things to humanity. And, um, and, and so, um, but for the most part, we know that most of the Jewish people over the centuries suffered greatly and have been rejected by most of the people in the world. So Israel was now scattered into a final dispersion I honestly believe that our viewpoint and, and most of the views towards this part of understanding in the church has really been harsh in light of the ancestral church's judgment towards the Jewish people, even misunderstanding um, that, Kirk, I'm going to go from even misunderstanding their plight. So we'll go, we've been harsh in light of the ancestral church's judgment, and then I'm going to pick even misunderstanding. Even misunderstanding about their plight. And didn't the Apostle Paul challenge us that despite this, that we are to love them even though they would reject us? Doesn't it say that in Romans eleven twenty eight? But in reality, beloved, in light of the heart condition of mankind, who could have stood up to the law in their own strength and their own ability? Only one person ever did, and his name was Yeshua, Jesus, the Mashiach the Christ, alleluia. And so the people of Israel were actually chosen and called to face the law, to bring sin into account for all humanity so that Christ could actually come to free us from its curse. And God knew beforehand that they would ultimately fail. and Moses even told them through through Moses. Just read the last few chapters in um, Deuteronomy uh, for a deeper understanding of that. twenty eight to 32, 28 to thirty, I think, which clearly reflects this. And although scripture tells us that Gentiles, will not be judged by the written law, that's in Romans 2, 12 to 16, but by the law they know naturally through their conscience. What is it that would still ultimately bring in sin into account if the law, the Ten Commandments, hadn't been given first? And this is also... Why Paul tells us that the law is a schoolmaster—that's uh, King James uh, language—but I, I like it in this particular text. The Lord is a schoolmaster to bring us to Mashiach, to bring us to Christ. Galatians three twenty-four. I think that my phone was in the background, so I'll just say this. And this is also why Paul tells us that the law is a schoolmaster to bring us to Mashiach, to Christ. Um, That's King James Version language. I happen to really like it here because um, it helps us to understand that the law is still in place um, because it brings sin into account. But it's only when... We cross over with belief in Jesus, with belief in Yeshua, that we pass from the curse of sin, which the law actually exposed. Take a look at Galatians 3.13. Otherwise, we remain under it and face the judgment of sin that the law introduced. Uh, Romans 7.7-11 7, 7 and 4.15 will help you there. We need to gain a deeper understanding of how the law actually still functions in this context. You know, whenever we talk about Jewish things in the church, there's always this immediate fear about going back to law. Beloved, we're not going back to the law. When the new covenant is all about crossing over from, from the curse of sin that the law exposed. But we need to understand that the law is still in place. The Ten Commandments are still in place. In fact, in the New Covenant, they're circumcised into our heart. Uh, um, the New Covenant just takes us deeper, as we know from Hebrews. The New Covenant is a better covenant because it brings it brings the Word of God to circumcise our hearts. The, God now lives inside of us. We're now a part of, Of his family, a part of his body. And while it may not have been possible for Israel to uphold the law in its present state at this time, without the spirit being in them, its humanity could not possibly sustain it. And Israel wanted to be like everyone else, but because they were called out the law still required consequences for their actions and held them accountable as a result let me let me repeat that because i think it's really key for us to get this israel wanted to be like everyone else right but because they were called out the law still required consequences for their actions and held them accountable as a result. That is why Israel ultimately was judged and dispersed into the nations, primarily because of their idolatry. We know the heart of God is long-suffering. We see his patience and his forbearance, which is the same for us in the world of how he loves us despite our humanity and the sins that so easily beset us. But Yeshua came to set us free. And when we believe in him, we cross over from the curse of the law. But we must begin to understand that when we read Matthew 5 and it tells us and speaks to us of how how, um, Yeshua fulfilled the law, He then goes on to say that not one letter, dot or tittle, will be removed because the law is in place to expose sin. And it's only when the Lord establishes the new heaven and the new earth that that will no longer be necessary. The only thing that we're left with are the foundations and the pillars are named and labeled with the 12 tribes of Israel and the names of the apostles, but still a Jewish identity upon the family of God, of which God's children from the nations are grafted into to represent its commonwealth into this coming millennium that we are supposed to rule and reign with to represent Israel throughout the world both in Israel and the nations. And look how God used the remnant of Israel in this regard. The Jews who did believe in him, who founded and established the church. And at that time to fulfill Israel's call and role and be, uh, and, and, and be a light and bring the light of Yeshua to the nations that God's children from the nations, could believe in him and become one with Israel to receive her covenants and her promises. And look now how he's beginning to use the modern remnant of Israel to, to, i going to say that again. And look now how he's beginning to use the modern remnant of Israel to fill in the missing pieces of um, the church's perspective when it comes to the end-time view. Beloved, think about it for a moment. If the church was called to love Israel and went in the opposite direction, wouldn't it have received a measure of judgment if God called the church to love Israel, to draw them to jealousy, to never to be arrogant, thinking that they have replaced them, and with the mercy that they had received to release that mercy. And like Jonah, they kind of went in the, in, in the opposite direction. Wouldn't, wouldn't that body of believers have received a measure of judgment? And so much, there's so much confusion in our end-time perspective because much of the church is still uh, is still under that guise. Um, and so when it looks back at Israel, there's a measure of Israel's judgment that it's blindness that it has received. And so there's confusion at best, which needs to be unpacked. And cleared up. And I think, I truly believe as we move deeper into this Romans 911 project teaching and the video series, which I'd encourage all of you to engage in and to take the time that is really needed to allow your mind and your heart to be renewed into this restoration. Because God is wanting to pour out his mercy on all of us. Beloved, Israel failed the law but God's children from the nations really have failed Israel. And when it comes to places in our humanity, we're really all in the same boat. And there's a place of humility and, and confession and repentance that Abba's calling us into to re-embrace one another in love and unity and allow, um, his presence to work through us. um, but for those jews who did not embrace yeshua they faced the judgment and the dispersion and a great measure of suffering has gone on as as a result and in our next podcast beloved we're, we're going to take a look at that before we before we get to the final part of the pathways here in romans 11 because I think there's something unique about the suffering that the Jewish people have gone through and the suffering of Christ, um, that there's a, 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 a deep uh, connection here. It's difficult even to put into words, but we're going to try and do our best to take a look at that next time. So um, 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 until that time, beloved, may the God of Israel richly bless you. Lots of love in Yeshua.